beautiful unused Kenner artwork, and Archive Party 4 information. Tis the podcast log. Yes, log. Of the Star Wars Collector's Archive Blog. Yes, log. Whenever the Star Wars Collector's Archive publishes a new blog, this podcast will log its contents, interview its writers, and go deeper. It's the Kivecast Blog Log Pod. You, sir, are a mouthful. Relax and just take life easy for a little while. Because it's only last one little while. All right, Steve. As always, we don't do a funny intro on these, Steve. It's nope, a blog straight, blog Straight pod. business. Straight business. business. And business really is the word here. <laughs> um, we're going to get to something people have been asking us a lot about. What are the details of the next Star Wars Collector's Archive party? Right. At uh, Celebration Chicago. But this is the thing, Steve. You know, we put everything up on YouTube. Um, yeah. And we have yeah. lots of YouTube viewers. And we have a lot of people who listen to our show in the future. So after April 2019, nobody's going to care about the archive party details. So what we've decided <laughs> to do is parrot all this information with a blog log pod. Yes. So, yeah. so this is the deal. If you just absolutely only want to hear about the archive party information, then skip to 27 minutes and two seconds. But for those of you who don't, listen to this amazing story with Ron R.A. Ron Ron Salvatore, where he's going to talk about something that, as always, whenever I interview someone about something on the archive, I haven't even looked at at all. <laughs> I have no idea what we're going to be discussing, Steve. So it's some kind of display. You're on the right track. Yeah, it's display related, potentially. Okay. Well, it's working out for me so far. So let, let's get Ron Ron on the blower. And then after that, we will give a full breakdown of the Star Wars Collector's Archive Party number four. Is it fourth party? Yeah, fourth yes. party. It's yeah. very exciting. Uh, it includes pizza, beer, and cereal. All right. <laughs> so uh, let's call Ron. All right. All right, so we're here with Ron R.A., Ron Ron Salvatore, and uh, I, I just told Steve, Ron, that I have this new policy with the blog log pod, which is that I, I don't prepare at all. Um, so it's like a non-policy policy. Yes. <laughs> so I just opened up your blog post for the first time, right now. And, uh, and so well, why... Damn, dude, thanks for supporting everything that we're doing here. <laughs> Listen, you know, I was the one who figured out that the, the blog's been going on for five years. The whole year would have gone by and no one would have even noticed. So I should get some kind probably, of that. Probably See, we true. Do, we do keep them around for certain reasons. Well, you, you, you were the guy who had the idea for the blog, so I guess you get a pass. For right. That kind of <laughs> but yeah, I mean, uh, we will be talking about the, the archive turning 25 and the blog turning five because, uh, Ron, I mean, really, you and Steve and, and Yehuda, you guys have just really done an amazing job with this thing. And it's, it's funny because when it started, you know, uh, Gus is not always the most hands-on deity. Um, so his, his general take was like, yeah, it's fine if we do it, but it probably won't work because it'll just dry up and there won't be any content. Um, yeah. And there's more content than we can talk about. It's just like, it just keeps coming. And, well, and, it's been good. I mean, even aside from the people you've mentioned, I mean, we've had some good, you know, outside folks like uh, Jonathan yeah. McElwain and Kevin Lentz and Ben Sheehan, uh, Yehuda has done yeah. a bunch of stuff. You mentioned him. Um, so it's been pretty good, uh, I think. There's and been Tommy, Tommy too. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, Tommy too. Well, that was. Can we call him that now, Tommy too? Um, <laughs> and Pete Fitzky has yeah. been regularly doing stuff. You know, at a slow but steady clip. So I mean, it's. It's pretty good. I think it's one of the better forums out there for you know regular vintage articles. As far as I know, uh, there's a few others like the Fanta Tracks guys have been doing stuff, but uh, I'm pretty happy with it for the most part. Yeah, it's it's to me it's great. It fulfills the promise of what the archive started off as, and then I feel like it it 
just there just wasn't enough new stuff coming in. And now we have things like this. And this is the title of this of this article, Steve, because you probably never read it. It's called <laughs> Was This Art Intended for a Kenner Store Display? Okay, so I'm going to try... You captured the, the curiosity well there. That was just right. Yeah. yeah, so I'm going to try to describe this art for those who are not watching it on YouTube. Okay, it has Luke Skywalker on a speeder bike looking like uh, James Spader. Um, he's got a gun in one hand and then he's got like the speeder bike thing on the other. A very furry Chewbacca who looks a little bit like, actually looks more like Lumpy than like Chewbacca. Yeah, yeah. Um, he looks and, like he just uh, finished with the blow dryer. Yes. Um, <laughs> uh, C-3PO and R2-D2 appearing to resolve the issue that we've talked about a long time. Why don't they get uh, Endor fatigues? Because they're hiding in the hole of a tree. Um, there, <laughs> there's a whole bunch of Ewoks behind them. And it really looks like, where they are is the Kenner Ewok village. And if you mm -hmm. look at who Chewbacca and, and Luke are shooting at, they're shooting at an ATST or an ATST, as most collectors <laughs> call it. Um, they're shooting an ATST that's like the toy. It's completely not from the movie. That's what I would say it looks like. So it is a, a painted image. And what is it, Ron? Is this like, uh, was this mass produced? Is this original art? Uh, yeah, it's original art on board. Um, I'm not really sure. Probably some kind of acrylic or something that it's painted in, but it's all hand done. And uh, you know, I hate to say this because it, it just sounds so lame, but it's the picture sort of doesn't. You really need to see it in person to okay. <laughs> get the full impact of it because it's yeah. really large. And so, how large? You know, uh, I think it's like 55 inches you know, the board is, and so it's, that's a cross. So, I mean, that's a really big piece. You know, when you think about that, that's four feet plus. It's like a, a mural almost. Yeah. Uh, so it's quite big, you know, I mean, bigger than most collectible piece. It, it's probably, let's put it this way. I'm, I'm fairly well versed in what's out there. And I don't think there's another star Wars Kenner, painted piece that is that large that exists that I've ever seen. Um, so, I mean, it's a big piece. Wow. And it's in your collection, Rob? Yeah, I didn't, I didn't want to focus on that in the article because I wanted to kind of focus on the piece and um, on Steve Denny, who was the guy who discovered it. Uh, but it's a piece that Steve got way back when. Actually, he got this from the guy who sourced all his proof cards. So, you know, Steve Denny is the guy who basically is the source of a lot of the proof cards out there. So the guy who had all those proof cards had this item, and Steve got that from him mm -hmm. probably back in the 90s. Uh, and so I had seen it at Steve's house maybe 15 years ago, and I'm just, I just told him, like, well, if you ever get rid of that, that's something that I would be super interested in. And, you know, Steve... I mean, Steve was so into art that he actually offered proof cards and stuff to people to draw him original art. You know, not Kenner art, just stuff that, that people who were talented to give him. That's how much he likes oh, that's awesome. art. Wow. Um, and, you know, he offered prizes and things just in exchange for that. Uh, and so the pieces that he's – some of the pieces he's held on to the longest is, is the original art. And so this was one of his favorite items. So every time I asked about it, he would just be like, I'm not selling that. You know, that's, that's a great piece. <laughs> Someone put a lot of time into that. You know, that's what he'd always say. And, uh, you know, I, and I didn't want to harass the guy. I'm not really good at that anyway, being the guy who harasses people. But I would mention it to him every once in a while, just like, hey, Steve, you know, I'm interested in that. And so he, he knew, um, and other people would ask him about it, and then he, he got into the habit of telling people that he was holding it for me, which made it sound like I was not willing to to buy it. But re in reality, that was his way of just telling people, like, I'm not selling it. But instead of that, he would say, so people would contact me and say, hey, Steve says he's holding that. Like, yeah, I mean, he won't sell it to me. <laughs> it's nice that he says that. Um so finally, I saw him uh, out at the Cincinnati show in October, and I just, you know, as usual, I'm like, hey, man, let me know. I'm still interested in that piece. And he finally threw a number out, which was 
pretty high, <laughs> a lot of money. <laughs> uh, and I, I decided that, you know, I wasn't going to not, after all those years, 15 years of talking to him about it, I wasn't going to not buy it. Um, so especially coming from Steve and I know it's a big deal for him to get rid of it. You know, Steve's one of my favorite guys around. He's just one of the good guys in the hobby. And I'm like, I, I can't just not buy it. So, and it, as it turns out, I happen to have a star Wars collection <laughs> and I have a bunch of stuff. And so I sold a few things It turned out stuff that I didn't, wasn't even that big of a deal to me. And I got up the money pretty quick. So it worked out pretty well. Oh, that's and, why you uh, were selling stuff. I, yeah, yeah, because yeah. because um, I was like, wait, what? But I mean, I knew it must be up to something. But I didn't want to blow up your spot and be like, "Wow, Ron, you're selling. You must be desperate." But, uh, but it was expensive, man. It's more money than I've spent on something. But I mean, okay, it's a giant piece of art, right? And it's awesome. Like you sort it of is see it. Awesome. It's just, it is yeah. really awesome. Yeah. And um, so I, I just bit the bullet, and I was like, you know what? I could sell this, 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 and this. And I could get the money, and it. I did that and got the money. And Steve was like, "Oh, you paid this off real quick." I'm like, yeah. Now I have to pick it up. And so our friend Brock Walker <laughs> drove out there and picked it up. Of course he did. Brock yeah. The piece. <laughs> and um, and but then it was kind of like, okay, Brock picked it up, but he took it back to his house, and that's even further from me than Steve. But we decided he'd ship it, and so he ended up shipping it for me. Uh, but even he was like, uh, you know what? You know, this is cra- This is a crazy piece. <laughs> like, I keep looking at it at my house. He's like, I have not seen anything that this, that's this crazy. But it's it's something. So the next time you guys are here, you can take a look at it in person. Well, yeah. it, it has all these great details. And I understand that, that we shouldn't look at the blog site because it doesn't do it justice. But I would still say that like, if you look at, at Luke's face, the way that it's lit, I mean, it's really intense. Uh, he must have very had, dramatic. Yeah. yeah, he must have had a model because this is not just stock images that you like. None of this feels like okay. Here's an image that we have of Luke, and we'll just do our painted version of it. Like this is a, right. a pose I've never seen. It's got this really stark lighting. Um, it's maybe some of the best work on Luke's black clothing, you know, because it's really hard to get any sense of dynamism or or, or depth or shade. It really is there. Um, his his work on Chewbacca is really weird. I mean, I don't so I don't strange. think he's yeah. really ever seen Chewbacca because it's like he has his it's like his head his arm starts at the top of his head. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> if you look at it from like kind of a funny angle, um, but yeah, it, it it's it's so just unbelievably different. Um, so well, thank you, Ron, for telling us about the story about you owning it because part of the reason we like the blog log pod is that it actually goes beyond. The, the 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 blog. Yeah, I didn't want to. I mean, I didn't even originally intend to write a blog post. I just I had this idea of what it might be. Um, well, I guess we should mention that. I, yeah. <laughs> Steve's story was that it was used at Toy Fair. That was what his guy told him, and it, that could be true. Uh, some of the, sometimes those stories, who knows? You know, that could be what the guy was told, or maybe what he assumed. You know, whether that's what it actually was used for, who knows? But I had written it up for an archive database entry years ago. Right, right. I think I added to an existing entry. Um, And at that point, I remember thinking, there's no way. This has to be made for something. They they didn't contract someone or whatever to make this super detailed image like this just for a Toy Fair thing. It's kind of odd. I mean, it's not like formatted. I've seen a lot of pictures from Toy Fair. I've never seen anything like that on display in the showroom in the vintage years. So it's like, there had to be some reason they made this. Um, And so the obvious, based on the scale of it, and the Kenner toys, I mean, the obvious candidate would be a store display. I don't think it's for a package. It's not really formatted like it would be for a package. Right. Uh, So store display is the first thing that springs to mind. And I remember writing that entry and being like, it's got to be a display or something. And then going through displays and then coming across that big Return of the Jedi space battle display and being like, you know what, son of a gun, that thing is, it's like a land battle version almost of that space battle display. And the logo is the same, the same positioning. And I think it, it's hard to tell because you're just going on a photo and Steve had it in a frame. So it's like, 
the scale seems very similar, and the style is really even similar with the toys being depicted and everything. I, like, I really think that that is an alternate or a second side or something to that space battle display. Okay, so that was so always just, kind of my theory. Just to make that clear, the space battle display is a produced Return of the Jedi display. Is that correct? Right. Yeah. Nineteen eighty four. Yeah, it's like a. I guess it would be a gondola display. Four foot. Kenner calls it a four foot display um, in the catalog, and I always assumed it was four feet. Um, and it's uh, called the Star Wars Return of the Jedi four foot header display in the nineteen eighty four catalog, I believe. Uh, the Toy Fair catalog. Yeah, and it's got. And, uh, yeah, it has like the the Tie Interceptor and Tie Fighters and the Death Star and a Y Wing and an X Wing and the Millennium Falcon. It's got all the good and, ships. Yeah, <laughs> and all the ships are depicted to the toys. Like you know, someone painted the toys, not the not the movie props. Um, and it's got lasers going back and forth and explosions, and so it's the you know Imperials fighting the Rebels, and really. In terms of just content and format, it's pretty much very similar to the Endor one, which also shows the Kenner toys, Rebels versus Imperials, laser beams going back and forth and explosions, and the the general dimensions are very similar. So back when I was writing it up, I'm like, you know what? I think that that might be that display, and I put that in the entry, um, but without really taking it out of the frame and really looking at it is, you know, how do you know how similar it would be? So the thing is, like, yeah, it's been on the archive for a long time, but these pictures you've taken, they really, like, they really show what's actually going on. You can see so much more, and, and that's, yeah. that's what's so awesome to see. I mean, all the weird uh, depictions of, like, the Rebel Commandos, which are clearly based on the Kenner figures, and then you got... Uh, the Ewoks are all kind of nondescript, but then you, you kind of point out there's a weird-looking Tebow in there who hadn't been yeah. released at the time of these other guys, but uh, it's clearly yeah. him, right? It's just He's just a little squatter. That's Tebow, and the Chief Chirpa is pretty... I didn't have a close-up of him, but there's a pretty clear Chief Chirpa behind C-3PO. Right. The other Ewoks are a little bit nondescript. Yeah. Uh -oh. But, you know, it's got... The hang glider is, is the Ewok hang glider, and then the catapult yep. is the toy catapult. That's definitely the Ewok village. The the speeder bike is a speeder bike. Uh, the ATST is – you can tell it's the Kenner it's one. It's like, even got the decal on the, yeah. on the lid. I feel like that pose is almost like straight off of either like a, a photograph that I've seen before or just off the package of the, of the, yeah. uh, the Empire Could bar. Be. It's like identical almost. Could be. And then Luke is in his – is black Jedi robes because that's the only figure that had been released at that right. time. Right. Right. Uh, you know, 84 because the, the poncho figure didn't come out until 85. Right. So, yeah. And when, when was the ATST driver released? Um, uh, 84, 84. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that makes sense that it was, they have a stormtrooper piloting the ATST. Yeah. Right. All the no, figures. Uh, well, here's the thing that the Jedi display with the space battle is all 83 toys except for the B-Wing and the Interceptor, and the Interceptor right? right, which are to the 284 products, so it looks forward a little bit. And this is the same. It's all 83 in, in previous toys except for Tebow, who's the 184 character in there. So it could be they knew that, that they were going to make that figure and the, so that he snuck in there somehow. Uh but it, it's the, the timing is similar. Like I think just based on the products here, you're, you know it's late '83 into '84. Um, yeah. Just based on what's depicted in that Endor scene. And and when in the in the toy in the description of the space battle header, they called a two sided display. Uh, mm -hmm. Is it a two is it a two sided display? Yeah, but it's the same image on both sides. Yeah. Uh, which I mean, sometimes Kenner did. Different images, you know, in 1982, I think, or 81 or 82, they did a Jedi, I mean, a Empire Strikes Back display that was a land battle on one side and a space battle on the other side, but they were movie right. images. Yeah. Photographic movie images or a photo montage or something like that. Um, so they did that, and then in also in 84, there was a double-sided action figure header that had two different pictures on it. So one side had Gamorrean Guard and Emperor's Royal Guard, and the other side had 
the Emperor and, and Han in trench coat. So the, they had 83 characters on one side and 84 characters on the other side. Um, so the, there is precedent for double-sided displays with different images on each side. And right. that's kind of what I think may have been the intent was to have a space battle on one side and, and, and a land battle on the other side. Uh, you know, as you could probably tell from reading the blog post, the measurements are sort of wonky, including even in Canner's catalog, they call that space battle display a four-foot header, but it does not measure four feet, which I didn't even know until I started get a ruler out. So I mean, I'm going to guess that the original intent was that it was supposed to be two sides, 48 by 24, more or less. One side the Endor, one side the space, and then at some point they changed up the, the dimensions a little bit. Um, and I mean, you can read the blog post to get into all the different things. I mean, it doesn't. The display does not totally match the dimensions of the production. I mean, I'm sorry, the art does not totally match the dimensions of the produced display. Even if you scaled it down, it's not quite quite exactly right. the same. Yeah. But the fact that the catalog lists the wrong dimensions kind of makes me think that there was some adjustments or something going on and they made it made it smaller slightly or maybe at that point they decided, well, we're just gonna make it one thing the same image on both sides and Yeah. But I I mean I can't I can't, I'm not a hundred percent sure, but I think that that's a real possibility that it's related to that display. Uh, also, I mean, you can see in the blog post that the explosions are pretty similar. When you look at the explosions, you're like, you know, this is just really – I mean, there, there's probably a lot of ways to draw explosions, but it's, <laughs> these are painted pretty similarly. Well, I think yeah. we could say it's the, the same artist. I mean, I don't think that takes – Yeah. It looks yeah. like the same artist. Yeah, the, the style is very similar, very, very – and I even thought that before I had it in person, like – and I was just like, you know what? This just looks like the same person painted both sides of this thing. It would be awesome if the space battle display had some like figural stuff in there because then I think it would really come you'd, across. Yeah, you'd really know um, for sure. But rather yeah. than just the implements. But you know, but anyway, that's kind of the the gist of the post, and I just kind of wanted to go through my thinking. And you know, I, I was really sort of bummed that it wasn't like a slam dunk, but at the same time, it's like I, I still think it's probably related to that display honestly or even if yeah. it's not it's pretty clearly a display maybe it was just a, a, a rejected rough draft you know i mean could be could be and honestly you know it i'd love to know what it is i, I i'm a big display collector so it'd be cool if it's a display but it sort of doesn't matter anyway like it, it's a kenner piece and even if it was just used at toy fair and i sort of don't think it was but even if it just was whatever i mean it's still an awesome item so i'm not sure it makes it better or worse but it would certainly be cool to be able to tie it to something more definitively um and i wouldn't be shocked at all if at some point somebody comes up with some weird piece of paperwork or paperwork yeah yeah and shows a picture of it and you're like oh there it is you know that and and kind of ends that debate Uh, also be interested if someone turns up a toy fair photo that shows it hanging in the, the New York showroom in probably it would be February of 84. Um, but I, we've seen a lot of those photos from the 84 Toy Fair, and I, there's nothing like that in there. So I guess it could have been hanging somewhere where they didn't take photos or we haven't seen photos of yet, but I, who knows. Well, it's it's really awesome. And also, Ron, we, we often talk about our love of the Northern Renaissance together. Uh, and and if you look at Chewbacca, it is kind of it's like a it, Van Eyck Chewbacca. It is a Van Eyck Chewbacca. You look, it has a sort of internal lighting that like and a sort of clarity to line that that the Van well. Eyck one of the things about the Northern Renaissance that's important is that the, the it's a realism of details, right? So even though it's not necessarily three point perspective, like every little detail is is super well delineated on those paintings, right? So yeah. I, this is a little simple, similar. Like you could focus in on every little detail of this in the background, and it's you can see all the little effort that went into it. You know, Steve is absolutely yeah. right when he says someone put a lot of time into that because right. it's seriously, you know, it, it's seriously well. Like there's a lot of effort put into it. I have that big piece of art that the Hoth backdrop for right. the, the Hoth playset that's hanging there. You guys know that piece, right? Yeah, but, yeah. 
and that, that's an awesome piece. I love it. It's actually probably the second biggest piece of Kenner art out there. But um, when you look at that, that's pretty rough. You know, that, that artists did not go over and above to finish everything off. And, and But whoever did this, every little line is exact. Yeah. Like I mean, exacting the, little details on there. The trees, like if you really look closely and have those, I mean, it's it's insane how much detail is in this thing. Yeah, the, the more yeah. I look at this one, the more I like this idea of it being a northern an, an anonymous northern Renaissance master because so <laughs> it really like it is jarring. Like the 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 perspective and the and the respective sizes don't quite work all together. When you look at it, it's a little bit wonky the way everything fits yeah. together. But when you take I mean, like even just this the stormtrooper in the bottom right corner, the amazing, right, right. like you've never seen a stormtrooper drawn like this before, painted like this before, and it doesn't all entirely work. But yeah, ah, oh, this thing's great. Yeah, right? I mean, it's 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 got, each piece is awesome, but it's a, you're right that it, as a whole composition, it's not realistic. But like, just look at that that scout walker. I mean, that guy or gal or whoever painted it exactly reproduced that toy yeah. <laughs> in, yeah. in that paint. And it's like, man, look at just not a hair out of place on that thing. So it, yeah, that's really, honestly, you know, I got to thank my buddy Steve and just appreciate that finally ended up with it. And he seemed to be pretty happy that I ended up with it. And I was happy that I got it from him. It kind of puts a nice cap on that whole story of my talking to him about that for years. And it's really, I have some nice things, but it's, it's really got to be one of the nicest things I have. So. <laughs> Thanks, Ron. Yeah. Good to hear from you. Take it easy. We're gonna celebrate. Ooh, yeah. Fourth time, don't stop the eating. The Archive, we're gonna celebrate Chicago pizza, lots of beer, C3PO cereal If you raise more money for pets, I won't play this again Alright Steve, let's talk about the right. party, baby We got, we got business to, to attend to here yeah. Alright, so this is the deal The Star Wars Collector's Archive Party number 4 mm-hmm. Also known as the Archive Party This one of course is known as the Underground Rave Yes. Is that what I call Underground Star Wars Rave? What did I call it? Uh, yeah, I think that's exactly what you called it. Uh. Yes. <laughs> so the Underground Rave is going to be on Thursday, April 11th, 2019. Mm-hmm. Yes. From 7 to 11 p.m. And I guarantee you, you will not want to leave at 11 p.m. It'll be 11 p.m. and you will be begging to be one of the people who helps to clean up the floor and <laughs> and take all of the rancid whipped cream off of <laughs> the walls. Oh, no. Oh, no, 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 no. When those animals <laughs> tried to throw whipped cream in my face. I'm looking at you, Bickmore. Um, <laughs> and Renzi and many other people. Um, it, four hours is not enough. That's as much as we could get. And I know, I know everybody. You want to be at the convention as long as possible. You want to get there at 7. You want to leave there at 11. It's at a place called Row 24 in Chicago. Yes. Um, or yes. Steve calls it Chi-Town. Um, I don't call it that. I think that's kind of cheesy. But if you want to make Steve happy when you see him, just say, uh, welcome to Chi-Town. Please, don't, don't do that. Yes. Don't do that. And, and it's a 10-minute walk from McCormick Place. Yeah, um, Steve. Did you know that the McCormicks actually retired to Santa Barbara? Just I did that. not. No. Yeah, there's like this huge garden with like these wait a a, like ancient palm trees and stuff in Santa Barbara that I, you can go. Visit. I know that. Wow, it's the same McCormick. Huh? Yeah, yeah, it's the same McCormicks. So, you know, it's all huh. spices. You know, they just go throughout the 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 Middle East and Asia and just rape and pillage and take and steal and then go back to Chicago, make a bunch of money and then retire to Santa Barbara. Okay. <laughs> it's a 10 minute walk from the McCormick place. A hundred percent of the money that we raise is going to go to the West Suburban Humane Society, uh, which you can look it up. Just look up West Suburban Humane Society, Illinois. You'll find it. They do amazing work. We are always helping to spay and neuter and care for pets. Steve has a rescue dog. I have a rescue dog. Um, it's yeah, and uh, and it's what's great about these guys too is uh, they they came from a, a personal recommendation from another collector who happens to live in in Illinois, uh, Kathy Kendrick. Um, yes, she's a, she's adopted from them before, and she was the one that kind of 
led us to them. So thanks, Kathy, for that. And um, we're we're all really excited to be uh, to help them out. Help now. Help and them listen, out, so. at the first archive party, we raised two thousand dollars for manatees. Okay, <laughs> you have no idea how much work it was to do the first archive party. Steve does because <laughs> Steve basically did the second and third one. How much did we raise for the best friend society for the second one, Steve? Uh, it was uh, about, I think, about ten thousand. And, and then, how much did we raise uh, for the archive party three? I think it was about. 13? Yeah. Okay. And so we want to smash these records with this party, okay? Now, this is the thing. People who have sponsored this have paid hundreds of dollars to sponsor, right? Yeah. They are getting reimbursed $0.0. People who are donating things to, uh, to the auction are getting reimbursed $0.0. Steve is receiving $0.0. I am receiving $0.0. We are all giving our time, and all of the sponsors gave their money, and we are literally getting nothing back. We are not being reimbursed whatsoever. So whenever you hear us tell you how much things are going to cost and you're going to complain, you can, you can complain, but all you are doing is hurting little tiny puppies and kittens who are sick and tired and are about to be euthanized. So you can tell us that you don't want to buy the expensive ticket. And I'll just look at you and say, I understand. But if I sell you the ticket for cheap, when someone else would pay more, we are actively hurting little puppies, Steve. I don't like hurting puppies. Do you? No. No. (laughs) So... And that, we're not even talking about how much it costs yet, but I'm just, I'm on a roll, Steve. I'm sorry. Yeah, you, no, no. You, this you this is the, uh, it's the semi-annual roll that you got to get on when, yes. when we're talking about this. Yeah. Yes. Now, before we even talk about the, the, how much it costs, I know everyone's sitting there. Oh, when does it go on sale? Well, you got to keep listening to me. We have solved the food issue. How would you describe the food at the first archive party, Steve? <laughs> I I don't remember. I, all <laughs> yes. I had was three PO. So <laughs> yeah, at the first party, oh my god! Like you don't even understand what it's like. I actually got an email from Mike Havens. Uh, he was talking about his um, IC party that he's going to be throwing the day right. the day after the archive party. Yeah, um, yeah. He was uh, decent to not plan it on the same day as ours, um, and he was like, uh, "Which hotel are you doing?" I'm like. Uh, bro, because he likes using the word bro. I'm like, bro, actually I didn't, but it would be funny if I did. Bro, we are not going to pay those hotel prices. It is ridiculous. It is, And and that's why it's a 10-minute walk to the place, but I can tell you that we are saving at least $10,000 from, uh, yeah, probably more, more, probably $15,000. So when you're taking that that, that 10-minute walk from the McCormick place, again, think about a little puppy with three legs wagging its tail finding a new owner okay because that's what that 10 minute walk means as opposed to lining the pockets of the Hyatt company yeah no it's uh it's there's a there's a, a good reason for for every bit of this <laughs> right and so yeah. the food has always been a huge problem at these parties because yeah. it's so expensive it's like oh would you like mini shrimp canapé sliders which is like smaller than a half of a pinky finger and doesn't fill you up at all. And, and people just say, yeah, okay, great. And then it costs like $10 for 20 of them and you just get stuck. So Steve, what did we come up with for this, this one? Well, this, this was all you, uh, but we are going to have more deep dish pizza than you could possibly imagine. <laughs> yes. Um, we are coming. I mean, it's Chicago, right? So you, right. you have to you have to go go the right route here. Um, we are going to get in between seventy five and a hundred deep dish pizzas from Giordano's. Which okay, listen, Chicago listeners. Um, actually, the best place is Di Fratello's, which is on Third and Seventh. Um, I don't care. Okay, we're tourists. Giordano's is the best deep dish pizza because that's what it says in that little magazine that comes for free in the hotel. You know that magazine? Right. Like Giordano's is that. It's not Pizzeria Uno. That's all I know. So we're getting Giordano's pizza. Um, when, when I was talking to the woman at the catering, she was like, 
this isn't like for locals. I'm like, no. She's like, oh, okay, good. Because I think they would, locals would want more than just pizza. But we're saying screw it. We're just getting pizza. And actually, keeping I, it simple here. we're keeping yeah. it simple. We would like your votes, listeners. Would, do you think that we should offer like just pizzas or should we also offer salads? Now, I've been told by great, by great wise people that you don't win friends with salad. But maybe some people want salad there too. So, so let us know if you think it would be better to have 25 more pizzas or some salad. Can't you have some other kind of party, one where you don't serve meat? But all normal people love meat. If I went to a barbecue and there was no meat, I would say, Yo, Goober, where's the meat? I'm trying to impress people here, Lisa. You don't win friends with salad. 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 I didn't mean to take sides. I just got caught up in the rhythm. So, so let us know if you think it would be better to have twenty-five more pizzas or some salad. <laughs> yeah. Well, before we get to the prices again, and you should all—you're all sitting there and you're like, "Oh boy, I hope it's not too much." We'll, we'll see. The drinks, Steve. Um, yeah, once this you is have another ticket, big, big change. Once you have a ticket, how much is it going to cost for your first beer? Uh, zero. Okay, but what if you drink that one fast and you get a second one? Yeah, same. Okay, what if you sit there at seven o'clock and you just pound beer after beer after beer after beer after beer after beer? <laughs> Well, uh, you probably wouldn't be spending any money. You might be <laughs> hurting in other ways. <laughs> right. Okay, but what if you like just like a little red wine? How much is that? That's that's also not a. And and white wine. Mm-hmm. Nothing. So beer and wine as much as you want. Now listen, if you're some kind of high roller, okay, and you absolutely positively have to have a highball or a martini or a Manhattan, you're going to have to pay ten bucks at least. Okay, but don't do that. Don't be a dick. Spend that money on a charity item, okay? Because we're going to have lots of auctions there. We're going to have games, and you can buy tickets and stuff. So just drink beer and wine. Right, Steve? Yeah, that, that's usually my motto. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick with that with this too. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. Um, I've been talking a lot, Steve. Where do you want to take it next? Well, okay. So we've got kind of the, the basics down here. Um, but uh, I thought, you know, to reiterate, aside from raising all this money for this awesome charity, there's a there's the archive that we're celebrating too, right? So we've got 25 years of the archive, five years of the blog, uh, but there's another anniversary that, that we're going to be celebrating. Do you know what that is? <laughs> what what would that be, Steve? <laughs> the 35th anniversary of C-3PO's serial, the most important anniversary of all. <laughs> oh my gosh! Now, if you don't know about the archive party. Um, of the of the many ideas of that first one, so many years ago, was it six years ago? Yeah, seven? it was a, a god seven years ago. Seven years ago, boy. Soon we're going to be having the tenth anniversary of the archive party. Um, <laughs> uh, we had the idea of having a C three PO cereal eating contest. So we are doing the C-3PO's eating competition once again, everybody. Um, and so that's, that's, that's going to be the big event. That's going to yeah. be the, the key event. And Gus Lopez will offer something from his C-3PO's collection to, uh, as a prize for the winner. Um, there will be another insane waiver. Hopefully people won't die. Underground yeah. Star yeah. Wars rave. All right. As always, all right. We have what's called key art, all right? Mm -hmm. So these are like the defining image that sort of sets the tone. Actually, I say as always. I think we only started on the last one. Um, <laughs> but, as always <laughs> since the last part. <laughs> as always since the last one. And once again, uh, last year we based everything off of um, vintage invitation, like uh, vintage I don't know, tablecloths and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. So the, the drawing board, uh, they had that that single image that was kind of reproduced on a lot of, um, yeah, napkins, cups, anything. It was the, the Luke versus Vader. And uh, Bill Cable created an amazing piece of art that had uh, Luke as a cat and, and uh, Vader as a dog dueling. And that, that was our, our, our logo, our, our key art, as you were saying. But this one has, has 
he's, he's just gone all out again. Yes. So Bill Cable yeah. has once again created the key art. And I don't know really what we're going to do. I mean, we've got so many ideas coming up. We're going to be like doing like posters and all these kinds of weird things, maybe stickers. I don't know. Because every single thing that we make is something that we can sell to raise money for cats. And so I'm just getting all excited. Actually, not cats, dogs. I don't really care about cats dying. But dogs. Um, I'm just kidding. I love cats. I can't, a lot of my best friends are cats. Okay, so he made this image. And if you're looking at the, at the enhanced version, you'll see it here. Um, and it's based on the C-3PO's box right, and, right. and the amount of revisions I made him do anyways. Um, <laughs> and it says the SWCH Archive Party 4. Um, and it's got this image of the character that he created, C-3 Feral. So yes. it's a feral cat and it was one of the card backs that we had in a previous figure. Um, yeah. And he's holding a bowl of, of like <laughs> cat food as opposed to cereals. <laughs> Right. Um, and it has in the Starburst underground Star Wars rave, which <laughs> makes me happy that I'm, I'm still we're still sticking with that name. Yeah, no, that 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 was one that, that just stuck. And uh, it's a good thing. <laughs> yeah. So that's the key art. And so we're going to be using that. So this kind of like blue and red and white. You know what? Actually, let's put this out there. If, if you want to like make swag that's tied into the archive party, which people do. You know, there you go. There's something you might want to look at and think, all right, this is the kind of, this is the sort of theme of, of what we're doing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like last time we had, um, we had a, some folks create bottle caps using Bill's art and some other things. So yeah, it's, it's a great starting point for all sorts of knickknacks. <laughs> right. And then, and then let's get into some of the other art. Okay. So each of the things that we're going to be describing now are going to be not giveaways as much as they are premiums for tickets, okay? Right, right. So from the very beginning, we had this idea of creating fake card backs, which are, look like proofs, you know? Um, yeah. And we make them pretty high quality. We have our artists, usually either John Peck or Jared Clark or Lobart, um, and they make these parody covers. Now, the first ones were all about manatees, and I'm, I'm still – Partial to there, there, There's a very soft spot, soft, soft spot in my heart for all the manatee art. Yes. And I, yeah. It's. <laughs> um, but now we are all on cats and dogs, so I, we are now going to unveil those to the world right now. <laughs> the first one, uh, designed by John Peck, is the Husky Raider, <laughs> and and this is a beautiful image of a Tuscan Raider with a husky face, which is quite funny mixing together a snow dog and a desert person. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, uh, it just, the, you never thought that a, a Tuscan Raider could be so happy, but this no. husky Raider, he looks just, he just, he's having a good day. Yes. <laughs> uh, what's the next one, Steve? So for Empire, uh, we have Danegar, which uh, this one I think was also John Peck. Yes. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, so this is, uh, you know, everyone's favorite toilet paper head bounty hunter, but with a, a great Dane's face. And right. his expression is is remarkably a lot like the actual human Dangar. <laughs> right. And just to be clear, the way we do this is we do a, a Star Wars, Empire, Return of the Jedi, Power of the Force each time. So we're really running out of characters, and we're especially running out of dog and cat puns. <laughs> <laughs> you think you know what you think we are, but I, I've been keeping a, a long running list of okay. every one that's ever been. But yeah, no, it, it's it is uh, it's always remarkable that uh, <laughs> we pull something out of it. All right, and what's the next one, Steve? All right, so this one, uh, this is a, a character. The next two are going to be characters that have been referenced in in archive party lore before, but but not not in this fashion, really. which I love. Yeah. So uh, this this is the Jedi card back, and it's I I know how I would pronounce it, and I know how you would pronounce it. Um, yes, I, I would pronounce it nine lives, but how would you pronounce it, Scott? <laughs> nine lives. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So this this is uh, by Jared Clark, and uh, it's it is a uh, a nice you know puppy faced cat. Uh, <laughs> As uh, as nine num and uh, it is just it's beautiful. Yes, <laughs> and making another triumphant return uh, is the emperor. 
Uh, and so that's the the power of the force figure. Um, you know, we can't have it always be one of those seventeen. Uh, yeah, and no, this we, is it was... a hairless cat as the emperor, and Jared Clark really outdid himself. Oh man, this this thing is just. It's perfect. And what we always do <laughs> as well is we make a coin. And this is another one of these things that we, uh, that we offer for different levels of sales. And so for this, this is going to be the coin. It's being designed right now. We have a team of designers working on it. <laughs> and by that, I mean one of the designers is not responding to emails. And so Lobart might end up doing it. Um, we're going to see if you are that designer Maybe you want to respond to an email. Um, <laughs> but uh, that's going to be awesome because, yeah, it's, it's, uh, because it's we're cool now going to have four coins for this stupid party, Steve. It's going to look awesome. <laughs> yeah, and, and another thing I, I just kind of hadn't thought about until today is that uh, back when we did the first one, the Power of the Force character and the coin matched, and we hadn't done that for the last two. And now, again, you're going to have your Power of the Force card back and coin as a as a set, which, which is pretty great. Yes. It's going to be, it's going to be absolutely awesome. And then something that was started, uh, by micro Rob Amantia, uh, with celebration two was the idea of adding a super duper premium, a ridiculous premium. Uh, how does this exist? Uh, what's going on here? How much creative talent and dispensable income do you people have kind of gift? So that's been a sculpture. So first it was the Digby Wing pilot, <laughs> yeah. which is yeah. great and amazingly specific to us. Yeah. Um, we've moved away from the amazingly specific to us. As much as I would love a sculpture of my dog Bo as Boba Fett, I understand that not 50 people are going to want that. Uh, we made Mount Rushmore with Kenner figures. And then this time, Steve, I am so <laughs> unbelievably excited. This, yeah, this is a... Uh... This thing is crazy. Um, now, I, I had emailed or messaged you earlier. I, I've been <laughs> spitballing about naming this thing with, with Jason because I, I don't know. I always have fun coming up with really goofy names for, for our puns and, and characters. And this one, it was initially the working title for this creature was Jabba the Cat with, with two Ts. And we may stick with that. I don't know. But I, I also came up with a, a weirder, I don't know. I don't know if it's a Steve-ish weirder title, but uh, what, what, what do you think of, of the, uh, the other name I had come up with? Chizu or something? <laughs> I, I wasn't exactly sure how to pronounce it either, but let's just say what this thing is, I guess, and then we'll, we'll, we can decide whether or not that was the right, the right name. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, this thing is Jabba the Cat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so if you can imagine what a really fat cat would look like as Jabba the Hutt. Right. That's what this is, with a little bit of a Cheshire Cat smile going on there, too. It's yeah. this amazing mashup. And the thing is, okay, I don't know how we did it. The other two times we had an original Kenner sculptor uh, work on this, and now we have an actual sculptor who is currently working, is a full-time sculptor for Hasbro and Gentle Giant and... He just does amazing work. Uh, he's a part of the Empire Club. His name is Paul Harding. I've met him you know, several times. He's a really cool dude. His kid's like this really good musician. It's like, whoa, what the hell? Um, but, uh, and he does that uh, future cyborg show with Joe O'Neill. So he's, right, he's right. one of those guys as well, someone else that we like. And I mean, he's done, you know, like the Batman black and white sculptures. He designed right, a lot the, of DC stuff, right? I yeah. If yeah. you've ever seen a sculpture of the Joker, he probably did it. Um, he also did like that awesome Rancor from The Force Unleashed with all the weird colors. Uh, oh. It's really cool. Because yeah. I know that Lobart actually bought that just because he liked it, you know, like not even as a yeah. collector. Yeah. Um, and I mean, if you just look, just look up Paul Harding and look at all the amazing things he did, he's done. He's doing. I mean, he's just a great, he's a great sculptor. He's a great toy sculptor and he's working on this and he made this. And it, it is too good for us, Steve, but we'll just go with it. It's, <laughs> we'll just go with it. It's a beautiful thing. It's going to be about the size. It's going to be about as tall as a Boba Fett figure or as a three-quarter-inch right. figure. Right. So it, it won't be quite the same. You know, it won't be – It is Kenner not, Jabba size, but yeah. it's – yeah. It's sculpture size, not action figure size. 
Right, exactly. Which if you don't if you think, you know what, okay, that's not that cool, don't worry about it. These things are going to sell out in like 38 seconds. So yeah. you can complain about it all you want if you don't like that because I'll buy 50 of them myself. Good God, they're <laughs> awesome. So yeah, and on that note, there are only going to be 21 of these available as tickets. So that is, it's, it's not many. So um, Okay, so now, Steve, yeah. we finally get to talk about when these things go on sale. Yes, right. So, as always, we break up our tickets into four different categories. Actually, five different categories. Now, now five, yeah. <laughs> I keep saying, as always, and things are different. <laughs> we'll have some consistency. Change yeah. comes slowly down on the farm. Okay. Um, oh, Steve, <laughs> you know what we have to do eventually? We what? have to make Burger King cups. With the emperor. <laughs> oh man, you are so right. Wouldn't that, that be okay. awesome? Because then I yes. could record with that. Yeah. No, that's um. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, that's going on on the list of the uh, of future developments. Yeah, because I'm sure we could make cups, right? I would I would imagine that's not difficult to do. Yeah. Right. Okay. It's actually pretty reasonable, I would say, considering the fact that every single time we've ever done one of these things, everyone has told us. Number one, that's the best thing of all celebration. Number two, that's the best party at any celebration. Number three, why didn't you charge more? So <laughs> here we go. Yeah, yeah. The thing about row 24, mm -hmm. okay, the thing about row 24 is that it's a little bit smaller. It is, yeah. Um, it only seats 300. Yeah, and that's a, that's a hard cap. At 300. That's a so. hard cap. And already with the sponsors and their guests, that leaves us with how many total tickets to sell? How many people get to walk in the door? 200. Okay. So that's a total of 200 of you listening who get to get in. I've already been contacted by like 30 people. Okay. We're advertising this a lot. This is going to be intense. So It's going to be very intense. What we've yeah. decided to do is sell the high price tickets first and just wait let people collect the money that they need to let the people who really want to go who are willing to back it up with dollars go and the cheaper tickets will go for sale at a later date and that way you know if if, if you don't care that much and you think oh it's cool if i go cool if i don't then that's cool you know i mean it, it, no sweat i'm sure there's lots of better things to do on a thursday in Chi-Town. Um, you know, maybe the Bulls are playing, okay? Why don't you go do that, loser? Okay, so when do tickets go on sale, Steve? When, when is the first time anybody can possibly get a ticket? All right, so the sale date and time is Saturday, January 19th at 11.38 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. Okay, that is 2.38 PM Eastern Standard Time. Yeah. yeah, and if you're in Chicago, I guess it's what one thirty-eight. Yeah, I don't know. I don't do metric. Um, okay. <laughs> so uh, and, and January nineteenth. Yeah. Okay, eleven thirty-eight a.m. Pacific Standard Time. Steve right. is the one who runs this. He's the one who deals with the tickets. If anything goes wrong, blame me. No, don't blame him. <laughs> He's doing his best. Dagnabbit. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, so a key detail on, on where to buy the tickets to, uh, as in years past, if you go to the SWCA blog, there's going to be an event page set up there. That should be going up as soon as this podcast is up. So it'll be up, it'll be live, bookmark it, um, it'll be on the SWCA blog, that's where you'll buy your tickets. Right, because this whole damn thing is put on by the Star Wars Collector's Archive. That's where this comes from. This doesn't come from some other place. This isn't Read Pop. This isn't other things like Read Pop, Gen Con, <laughs> you know? This is the archive yeah. party. So you've got to go to the archive uh, and do it. And it might be a little yeah. janky, but it's all good. It's, all right. it, it's, it's a good chance it'll be janky. Most, most things usually tend to go janky. But, okay. Now, yeah. as always, we are offering at all times the Young Jedi Knight tickets. Yeah. And so right. those are for kids. Okay, yes. uh, that's twenty bucks. 
game tickets are, you know, a few of the game tickets are included. That's the way we raise monies. We'll tell more about what games we're going to be playing. But, you know, you play games and you have little prizes and that's fun. Um, it's really, 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 really just for kids. So yeah, if you yeah. show up and you go, oh, well, hey, whatever it is, uh, we'll keep your money. Uh, we'll kick you out and we will publicly shame you. Okay. And I mean, 12. Fair, fair enough. If your yeah. kid's 14, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to know. I'm, I'm going to say, okay, pull up hey, on yeah, Facebook. No, you're, pull up yeah, on I Facebook. Think you're gonna... Show me his birthday on Facebook. I'm going to do it. I don't care. Or I'll have Pete Fitzky do it or, or Fonz or any of the other scary musclehead dudes we have, you know, they'll do it. They'll hold you up by your ankles off the top of that roof. Say, how old is your kid? Okay. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> so those will be yeah. for sale at all times because obviously we, we we love having kids there it's yeah no it's, it is awesome to have have kids at these things um yeah uh, and they get to drink for free as well okay uh. <laughs> they can have as many uh yeah uh shirley temples as as oh, their little hearts that. Those be 10 bucks as probably <laughs> as many sodas i hope yeah no no the soda's free too okay yeah <laughs> and then that's the point where the supreme master tickets are going to be for sale yeah. So that's where Jabba the Cat, Cat, or whatever stupid name Steve comes. I, I think it's clear we got to go with Jabba, Jabba the Cat. I just uh... no 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 <laughs> Shibu the Wizwap is great. Steve. <laughs> we'll have a we'll have a couple of, of variant boxes that have my lame name on there. What You'll know then. Shizu the Cut. What do you call it? <laughs> uh, Chesu the Cat. So Cheshire and Jabba, I, I was in a weird state. It was probably like, I, I was messaging Jason. It was probably like midnight here. So it was almost like two or three in the morning where he was. And I don't know what I was thinking, but uh, okay, yeah. Anyway, regardless, uh, <laughs> the the awesome sculptures by Paul Harding, <laughs> they're, those are going to be on sale right, right at that time. There's only going to be 21 of them available as tickets. Um, so, and that's another thing too. It's, I say we should put a, a general kind of just like common courtesy. Just just buy one of those if you if you're gonna get one. Don't don't like buy all twenty of them. Well, no, <laughs> Whoever I, you are. No, no. I mean, I, I mean one person. I just you know what I mean. Yeah. No. There, there's a there's a two limit. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, um, you know that's yeah that's that's on there. So you can't yeah. buy twenty. You know. No. Uh, you can buy two because there's theoretically. You'd be buying for someone else, yeah. But we don't we don't want to see these flipped. That's uh, no. And actually, come to think of it, we might limit it to one per customer. We haven't decided yet. And those cost two hundred twenty-five dollars. Yeah, and in, included with that ticket are the other exclusives that we were talking about. So you'll get you'll get the coin and you get the full set of the card backs. Yes, that is a ridiculously good deal. <laughs> You're getting all the pizza you can eat. All the beer you can drink, all the card backs, the coin, and the statue made by one of the greatest toy sculptors in the in the world uh, for $225. And the party. God, Steve, how are we charging so Can we make that $500? Damn it. No, no, we can't. Okay, $225. That's yeah. fine. That's what we agreed. Uh, then at the same time, uh, the Holy Grail tickets will be on for sale. Yeah. Um, although I guess I can't say Holy Grail anymore because I was, was going to ask you, so Sky, if there are, in theory, you know, after these twenty-one Supreme Masters, that leaves I don't know, say, in the realm of one hundred seventy-nine Holy Grail. Yeah. yeah how, what's the uh, the the, uh, the term that we apply to the Holy Grail ticket? Now? Yeah, that'd be a common Holy Grail. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah. so for this, you'll get. The, the Emperor coin designed by our design staff. Um, and a set of the card backs, which, by the way, just so you know, the card backs do sell in the secondary market. So yeah, in the event yeah, yeah. that you actually like want to, you know, it's kind of like the Star Tots. Like, I don't know. I can't believe they sell, but they do. And the archive party is not going away. So the question I got to ask you is, Hey, would you pay thirty bucks for a set of the old card backs? And if the answer is yes, then you should think about that. Anyways, um, yeah. and so that will be one hundred and fifty. Yeah. So for one hundred fifty dollars, you get the beautiful coin, you get all four card backs, all the pizza you can eat, 
all the beer you can drink. <clears throat> yeah. Now, I will, so. I will be astounded if all 200 tickets are not sold out. Um, but at a later date, so that'll be probably, we'll say, uh, late February, right? Yeah, I think that's probably a good, a good target. Yeah, because yeah, the party's in April. Late, late February, we will put up the pre-production tickets, uh, mm-hmm. which are party entry, food, drink, and two card backs for $80. Uh, uh, MOC tickets, $65, which are party entry, food, drink, and one card back. Yep. And, and then the get in the door, loose figure, I really, really despise hurt animals figure uh, <laughs> um, entry. That's $50. And for that, you just get in and you get food and drink uh, yeah. and, and jeers and um, you get to look down on us. I mean, we get to look down on you. <laughs> so there it is. Yeah. There's the archive party. Yeah, it's, uh, it's going to be awesome. It's going to be crazy, um, but uh, it's, it's going to be a blast. So uh, what can you do? You can share this with people who care about this. You can share it with – okay, everybody's got – okay, you all know Fluffy. You all know Fluffy. You all love Fluffy. Some of you even got to hear his episode of the podcast before I had to take it down on obscenity <laughs> charges. <laughs> um, which, by the way, it is still available online if you look in certain places. You didn't hear it from me. Yeah. Um, Fluffy never pays attention to anything, and Fluffy always ends up in the party somehow. I don't know how. He's never <laughs> yeah. paid a, a cent to help anything. He always just gets in on someone's plus one. Uh, if you know someone like Fluffy, tell Fluffy it's not I mean, Tell actual Fluffy <laughs> it's not going to work this time. He's actually going to have to bro, get on the ticket, bro, get on that, bro, and actually buy something um, because, uh, because we're not going to be holding tickets for our friends who are uh, like blowing this off where these tickets are for people who want to come. Yeah, and they are uh, they're going to go fast. I just I mean based on years past and think about it this way. Yeah, we we, we said that the capacity is down. It's it's 20% less available tickets than the last archive party which sold out pretty quickly. So I'm kind of freaking out. <laughs> but uh, it's it's going to be it's going to be fine. You're freaking out that there's not a lot of tickets? Yeah, no, just like yeah, it, it's a it's a crazy game trying to manage the the ticket sales, and uh, I think it's gonna be it's gonna be a fun <laughs> Saturday for me. I, I was I enjoy it, but I also, yeah, it's uh, a <laughs> yeah. If you have any questions, uh, you can email. I, I we got the party account swca dot party at gmail dot com. That's probably the best place to get your uh, questions answered. But um, yeah. It's coming up quick here. Yes. Awesome. Well, then, that's the end of the blog log. If you're listening, good. If you raise more money for pets, I won't play this again. This is a poisoned Easter egg. Abandon all hope, ye who listen longer. Ye have been forewarned. Nobody is responsible for you listening to this but yourself. I think you know what's coming, comma. And if you're interested in listening to it, you have yourself to blame. Doctors call this masochism, where you enjoy pain. You enjoy inflicting pain upon yourself. I cannot help you. All I can do is show you the bad path and pray that you don't take it. You must hit stop now. You must not listen to whatever it is I am going to put on at the end of this podcast. Please, think about your children. Think about your children's children. Thousands of years of you coming to an end now because you chose to listen to such a benighted song parody. You who chose to listen. It is your fault. I weep looking upon you with your headphones on, even now regretting listening to this warning, and yet you listen further. (laughs) Mere mortals.
Enjoy the rest of the show. You sucker. One more time. We're gonna celebrate. Ooh, yeah, that's what I said. These smells like cheese. One more time. We're gonna celebrate. Oh, 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 oh. Save some dogs. We're gonna save some cats. Ooh, yeah. Celebrate and save some cats. Ah. Celebrate and save some dogs. Ah. You know, I'm just feeling celebration. Chicago tonight. No way too late. You know, we won't stop. Gotta buy some tickets to the show. One more time. Gotta buy some tickets. The archive. Mm. One more time. Archive part of the Chicago celebration. It's an underground rave. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Ah. Music's got me feeling free. Ah. Gus has got me feeling so free. Fitzky's ah. got me feeling so free. Ah. Duncan's got me feeling so free. Ah. So the next episode gonna be so I'm gonna Actually, it's me. I'm the one that smells like cheese. One more time. We're gonna bid on stuff. Raise money for cats. The song's too long. A cat party, I'm gonna sing along. Underground wave. Fuck that guy, big Kev. He can suck my ass with his dumb face. Get it all sitting, gotta have I've got a finger for you. Fuck little Kev. Oh, wait, song's over.